1: And good morning. Welcome in. This is ESPN 105.9 The Zone. This is the Out of Bounds Show, driven by your next Ram truck, Jeep Grand Cherokee, pre-owned or new. At Mack Hike in Flowood, visit MacHikeflowwood.com. That's MacHikeflowwood.com for your next uh, truck or SUV. Our guests join us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. And uh, we've been talking about the Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher story all morning. Uh, Saban made a mistake a couple of nights ago with his comments, um, especially when he singled out Texas A&M and said all the players were paid um, through an NIL deal. And then Jimbo Fisher uh, made what I think is an even bigger mistake and uh, by calling a press conference. And going on and on and on about it. And I would have to believe that Commissioner Greg Sankey is livid with both parties, um, but probably more so with A&M. But we're going to bring in A&M insider uh, Brian Peroni, Giggum247, to talk about this. So, Brian, I would have to believe because Nick Saban has had so much success and people have Saban and Bama fatigue, that your board and the A&M fan base is just about 100% behind Jimbo and his counter to Nick Saban's comments?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, A&M fans are going to support an A&M coach no matter what. But they've also, ever since A&M signed the recruiting class that was ranked, you know, number one all time, I mean, all kinds of fan bases have been coming after the Aggies and, and trying to say that they bought the class and things like that. So then when Nick Saban comes straight out and says it, I think uh, A&M fans were definitely excited to see that press conference from Jimbo yesterday.
1: Okay, so what is the truth? I mean, give me a number. Uh, what what has the collective or collectives, I don't know how many there are, because you can have as many as you want, and obviously they're not tied to Texas A&M. These collectives have to be, you know, created through boosters and friends of the program alums but uh how much has the texas a&m collectives raised that you know of,
2: i i honestly don't know about that and you know jimbo was asked about that yesterday and said that he you know he doesn't know either because he's not hands-on and i've been told that's the case that he he doesn't deal straight with that And, and he very well likely doesn't know but a lot of the recruits that they landed, I mean, these are, you know, a ton of five-star kids, but they had uh, ties to A&M, such as uh, Gabriel uh, Brown-Lodendi from Florida. His parents had been planning to move to College Station to work in a ministry for a couple years now. He was committed to Oklahoma and then flipped when Lincoln Riley uh, took off. And, you know, uh, Levius Overton is another kid. His dad was... Uh, was an assistant AD at Texas A&M for 11 years. He was born in College Station. So it sort of was the the perfect storm last year when you're putting together a recruiting class. Most of the kids came from Houston, of the highly ranked ones, but the out-of-state ones, almost all of them had legitimate ties. And, you know, so just sort of everything fell into place. and, And so I could see why Jimbo Fisher's upset that people just assume that it's all, you know, just wrongdoing.
1: Okay, uh, Brian Peroni, Gigam two four seven. He joins us on the Corona Premier Guest Line, talking Jimbo and Saban. Uh, where? What about you, Brian, or some of your colleagues that sometimes have to look at both sides and step back maybe a little bit? Um, did you feel like Did you feel like at all that Jimbo came across a, as whiny and jealous and some resentment there, considering his former boss has been so successful?
2: So I I was a little surprised that he took, uh, you know, some of the personal shots that, uh, you know, he he's called out, you know, Saban's character and basically, you know, implied, you know, things things definitely weren't on the up and up in Alabama. So, yeah, that that surprised me. And that was uh, I I know you mentioned Greg Sankey. You know, he's already come out and admonished both uh, both coaches. I mean, there's nothing he can really do, but he's come out and, and, you know, given him a verbal Warning, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term. Um, so, yeah, I, I was surprised that Jimbo went uh, that hard. But he's also a guy that he's going to, one, if he if he feels like he's wrong, he likes to, he doesn't have social media, so he's going to get out in front of it and try and right the ship. But also everything he does, he does sort of with a mind on recruiting, you know. And so if he looks like he's defending his players and defending his recruits, you know, that's that's all he really cares about. You know, he's not trying to win the hearts and mind of the national media. He's trying to win the hearts and the minds of, of recruits and their families. And I think he did that yesterday. Like I said, I, I was a bit surprised at the way everything everything happened. And, and I I would not have uh, gone in on Sabin like that. But I would tell you that just looking at the feedback and talking to a few recruits, they seem to, uh, you know, seem to like that side of them.
1: Okay. Fair enough. You're listening to Out of Bounds. We're visiting with uh, Brian Peroni. He's with Giggum 247 talking A&M football and Jimbo Fisher in this new feud that we have. Uh, we had Kiffin and Fisher a few months ago. Now we have uh, Fisher and Saban and we'll see who else uh, either targets Jimbo or Jimbo targets uh, between now and Labor Day weekend. Give me more of this. It's good content for radio. Um, okay. So Jimbo he's coming off this recruiting class that was unbelievable, like you just referenced, but he's got the same record as Kevin Sumlin. Is anybody in the fan base talking about you know are we yeah, we're recruiting gangbusters, but how much closer are we to getting to Atlanta and winning Prime?
2: no obviously you know there's there's some pressure there, especially with how much uh, money they're paying paying him, but Kevin Sumlin. Started off hot with uh, with Johnny Menzel and then just went downhill after that. And Jimbo did, you know, this this past year was was disappointing, uh, you know, with the eight and four finish. But that, uh, but A and M on the, on the whole is is going up. I mean, it's they're ranked in the top ten of pretty much every you know way too early poll and the top five of a lot of them. Um, so, and recruiting is obviously. They finally look like an SEC defense, which was never the case under someone. So I think fans see, uh, see A&M on the come-up. And so there's there's a little more excitement than there was. You know, obviously there was excitement the first couple of years under someone with Johnny Mansell, but then things died down after that, and he just plateaued at, it was 8-5 and five every year, I think, four years in a row. So if that happens with Jimbo Fisher, obviously he loses the time. But right now he's got, you know, he's built up enough, uh, enough in the bank, especially after the number three year. Four finish it was uh, during the the COVID year in two thousand.
1: What if, what if he goes nine and three this year and and you're really you're still you still feel like you're light years away from not only playing in Atlanta but beating Georgia or Florida or whoever you know shows up there, Brian.
2: Well, I mean, he's got a contract that has uh, has no buyout. Um, you know, if he's if he's fired for any reason. They have to pay him, I believe it's immediately. They you know, it's not even an in installment. So his you know, he's he's safe at A and M because of, of that fact. I mean there's there's no way to get him out of there. But yeah, he probably, you know, nine and three. I mean in the SEC, that's you know, especially you know, with the way that other than uh, with A and M how they started under Johnny Manziel, that's better than they have been. So I don't think fans would quite turn on him yet, but that would be a little disappointing. You know, even with the fact that they don't have, you know, a quarterback, but that there's a battle that could last into the, the season, you know, that would be disappointing. But I don't think it's enough for fans to fans to turn on them just yet. Now seven, seven and six or seven, seven and five, you know, that uh, that that would probably be a different story.
1: Okay. Uh two four seven. He is Brian Peroni on the Corona Premier guest line. We're talking Jimbo Fisher in Texas A and M. Uh, is there any discussion that Jimbo's really not that good of a play caller and that he's a super recruiter and has made some some good hires on the defensive side of the football? And Elko was exceptional. And Durkin, although a step down, is really good. Uh, is there any discussion that Jimbo is running an antiquated offense compared to uh, – I mean, when you look at today compared to you know maybe ten or twelve years ago when Jimbo was running this offense at Florida State,
2: oh no, for sure. I think uh, you do see a lot of fans on the board that that uh, wish he would hire an OC that actually called plays and and give that OC some freedom instead of now you know Daryl Dick is not the uh, not the play caller Jimbo Fisher is, and you know the national title he had uh, Jameis Winston who was you know an electric quarterback who could. You know, was not a was not a dual threat guy that could run when needed. So A and M has been recruiting those types, but but yeah, there is definitely some concern among A and M fans, especially there there has not been a downfield threat in the passing game at all the past couple of years. So <clears throat> if that doesn't change this year with the five star receivers coming in, then you'll start to see fans really you know make some noise about hey you know you need to hire an actual OC that calls plays.
1: Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media, and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu.
1: Do you buy that they that Jimbo Fisher and the staff invested too much in beating Bama? starting in August all the way through the year. And that uh, because of that, they kind of dropped the ball against teams that they should have beat, like Mississippi State and uh, Arkansas. Um, I don't know about Ole Miss. That was in Oxford, and Ole Miss was really good, but they was not even a competitive game. And then a dead man walking at Ogeron team. How did that land in, in College Station?
2: Oh, the, the LSU game, especially, was the one that uh, you know fans definitely weren't happy with to close to close the year, and because there was no bowl game, you know, that's that's the taste that was left in their mouth. But no, I mean Jimbo Fisher does, you know, he every coach tells the press, you know, well we're focused on on one team, this this team this week only. But you know, from what I've seen from the players, it really is the case they don't really look ahead. Now, obviously, they know there's the game with Alabama, but. Other than 2012, A&M had not beaten Alabama, you know, since they joined the SEC. So it's not like this, you know, it's this rivalry that that has has been a huge deal. I mean, they've gotten beaten pretty handily by Alabama most other seasons. So I really don't think they were they were looking forward to that. I mean, Jimbo made that off the cuff remark uh, last summer at a coach's night about how they're going to beat Alabama's ass. But you know, I think that was. Just him having a little fun, and also he probably wishes he didn't say that, you know, at the time because it got a lot of run. But I don't think it was anything the players latched on to, to be honest.
1: Uh, Brian Peroni, Gigham two four seven on the Out of Bounds Show. Uh, how do you how do you see this playing out this summer? Do you think that uh, after the conversation that that Jimbo Fisher and Ross Bjork had with Greg Sankey yesterday, um, obviously Saban and Byrne did too, but. Do you think that's it? That save it, that uh, Jimbo, he'll let it not let it go, but that he's not going to say anything else about it in public.
2: I would say that's probably the case. I mean, he will be asked about it. He's got a coaches' night deal tonight in San Antonio, and then obviously he's got the SEC media day, so he'll be asked about it. But I, I expect him to uh, demure a bit and just you know pass on it because he's sort of. You know, if he had a goal with it, he's gotten that accomplished. And if he didn't have a goal with it and was just mad, then he's gotten it off his chest. So yeah, I think it'll it'll die down. Now obviously it'll be a huge storyline heading into October eighth, but I don't expect any more logs to be thrown on the fire.
1: How much how much frustration is it in the in the fan base with moving over to the SEC in whatever that was, twenty eleven or something? Twelve. And and Come like you said, you, you come out of the gate, really nobody knew that Manziel was gonna be a star. You you go to Bryant Diddy, you beat Bama, you you blow Oklahoma out in the cotton bowl. And since then you never really got the payoff. I mean you're right, Jimbo had a, a good COVID year going nine and one, but you know, still not no Atlanta appearance. How much and you, you've raised like a billion dollars for the football program. Uh, in the last ten or twelve years, so you got all the money and resources in the world. How much frustration
2: is it in the fan base that that the payoff hasn't happened? I mean, obviously there's there's going to be a frustration, but you're dealing sort of with a with a bit of a long-suffering fan base. I mean, they, they there's been one conference title in the last you know the last two conferences they've been in. They won the S, the, uh, the Big Twelve in uh, 1998. And other than that, you know, they have not won a conference title Southwest Conference. So at this point, they're, they're not really judging, you know, success on Atlanta. Now, obviously, that's the goal every season is to win the SEC, and fans want that, and they're talking about that before the year. But, you know, they just haven't been able to get over that, that Bama hump. And when they have gotten over that, they've struggled in the other games. So because there hasn't really been the taste, you know, other than 2012 when they still didn't uh, make – make the sec title game because of a loss to lsu other than 2012 there really hadn't been a taste of that so you know it's not something fans are are missing because they haven't been there if that if that makes any sense obviously they want it but it's not like if alabama all of a sudden went on a 10-year you know a 10-year dry spell of not making it
1: okay um Quarterback position you mentioned earlier, we're visiting with Brian Peroni, Giggum 247, Texas A&M insider on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Uh, QB battle, how do you think it'll shake out in
2: August? If you would have asked me before the spring, I would have said Haynes King, who was supposed to be the starter last year and and started the first two games before being injured. I would have said he had the inside track. But I I think Max Johnson coming over from LSU had had a pretty good spring, and would be the, the bang favorite if I had to set the lines. They also really liked uh, the true freshman, Connor Wick. He probably had the best spring, but I don't think with the talent that they have on the team, they're ready to trot out a true freshman, you know, as a start of the first game of the year. But if he does get in there and mop up time in some of these games and has, has uh, you know, some good reps and the starter struggles, then uh, he's a guy to watch too. But I would say probably Max Johnson, you know, a little bit ahead of Hanks King, and then then Connor Wigman, you know, was sitting in the shadows. But there's not going to be a starter name until I'd say probably two days before the first game, and even then, I could see them playing both of the veterans.
1: Okay. Ooh, that's that's usually not a good recipe. Do you? Is there someone dynamic enough at the quarter? Bottom line, is there someone dynamic enough at the quarterback position to drive this team to a space and? and a mountain
2: that they've never climbed? Uh, yeah, so Haynes King is one, actually one of the fastest guys on the team, and then Connor Wigman was a time um, dual threat guy in high school. So if one of those two guys ends up with the job, it means that they've shown something in the running game that obviously Max Johnson, that's not going to be his forte. So th- those guys really, you know, they're good at keeping their eyes downfield and making things happen. Nobody is going to be Johnny Manziel again, but they are, you know, they have some of those qualities. You know, Connor Wigman made some plays on national TV this past year in a, in a high school game that looked just like Johnny Menzel. So if one of those two guys wins a job, they can. Um, you know, even with Haynes King coming off the injury that uh, cost him last year, he's still got that speed. So yeah, they, they, they're, they're up there for sure.
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Boy, Miami's a big game early, isn't it, Ron?
2: Oh, no, for sure. And that's one, I think, you know, with the fact that Miami has been down for a decade or so, I mean, I think fans, a and fans right now might be overlooking that, not realize how good the Van Dyke and, and the Hurricanes really are expected to be and should be this coming year. So, yeah, that's going to be a good one. That, you know, I know a lot of, People are looking forward to. I'm looking forward to.
1: Are you going to? Uh, do you go to SEC Media Days every year? Or are you going this year because of the Jimbo Saban thing? How do, how does that look for you? Well,
2: we we send somebody every year. It's not always me. I've I've, I've been a few times, but uh, you know, I after yesterday, I said I, I might have to might have to book myself <laughs> this year. You know, it could, could be interesting, but you know, I'm also curious how much you know. Like I said, that 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 warning from Sankey yesterday. How how much. Fun that takes away. I know you mentioned that good content for radio. You know it's good content for us as well. So well, I'm God. curious to see what what happens going forward.
1: Man, I, I got to be honest. Y'all are a fascinating university and program for us. Uh, it just you know with 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 unlimited resources and the wealth that your alumni base has, and and look, it's a it's a wonderful university and it's a good sports athletic department but I I just feel like y'all left a lot on the table in the big three sports
2: Brian oh I would I would 100% agree with that you know uh, A&M tends to hold on to coaches too long we've seen it in baseball before uh, they brought in uh, uh, Jim Sosnickel this year in baseball they had three coaches who coached uh, the past three coaches a coach for close to 70 years just those three guys and you know, no, no title. Several college world series appearances, but no title. You know, so seeing what a And M is doing under Schlossnagle now, you know, in second and leading the SEC West and second overall in the SEC is a is a big deal. You know, basketball. You know, Buzz Williams said, you know, they made an NIT run, but a And M's never really had any success in basketball outside of Bill uh, Gillespie. So, you know, that's that's just sort of a bonus if they're good there. But uh, but yeah, the football program. Should should be better than than it has been. Like you said, especially with all the resources, but the resources haven't always been there, haven't always been you know allocated correctly, um, and that's that's one thing that you know Kevin someone really pushed for, and then Jimbo Fisher has really done. I mean, there's there's a really nice athletic complex on campus, a nice indoor facility, and they're already uh, you know tearing that down and and building something new. And I know that's you know Jimbo is one of the main reasons why. So you know we'll see we'll see things change in the next you know three or four years but but they they, they definitely have the the ability and the ammo to do that.
1: Okay, with Ross Bjork, um, he dropped the ball left and right at Ole Miss in Oxford on some things. Um, what what does the A and M base think about him, or is it Brian that Jimbo Fisher casts such a big shadow that nobody really cares?
2: I think, I think the latter would be true. Now, uh, you know, Bjork, there, there's, there, you know, everything he's done, you know, has, has been positive to this point, but even if there were some, you know, some hiccups, I mean, it really is, you know, the Jimbo Fisher show and college station. You no, know, I, you know, I, he's sort of got car blanche over, over everything. So, you know, I don't think anybody really has too much of a, a, a beef with Ross Bjork, but, like I said he's. You know, he came out and defended uh, Jimbo yesterday, and that's the kind of thing that A and M fans, you know, want to see. So, you know, they're happy with him for sure. All
1: right, we'll leave it there. Uh, Brian Peroni, uh, Gigum two four seven, on the Corona Premier guest line in the Out of Bounds Show. Big year for A and M, uh, and coming off a disappointing eight and four, but then a great, amazing uh, recruiting class, and many people believe the best defensive class. Uh, they signed the most talent on the defensive side of the football than any school has ever signed in one class. Now, we'll see who all lives up to the to the four- and five-star billing. But uh, they have loaded the boat as far as talent, and we'll see how much closer, or can they punch their ticket to Atlanta. Brian, uh, super job. Enjoyed catching up today. Uh, I have a feeling that you'll have plenty to write about and post about this summer on Gigum 247. And uh, we appreciate your time today, man. Have a good weekend.
2: Thanks. Thanks for having me on.
1: Brian Peroni on the Corona Premier Guest Line, Gigum 247. You're listening to Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. So uh, there you go. The Jimbo, look, Blake and I talked about it an hour and a half ago. Jimbo Fisher played to the fan base. I mean, look, y'all. All, everybody has, outside of Bama fans, everybody has Saban and Bama fatigue. So the fact that Jimbo is tied to Saban and he was part of his first national championship at LSU as his offensive coordinator, and the fact that he went scorched earth on Saban yesterday and went really personal... I mean, talking about how, look, you know, Bobby Bowden did it the right way. Nick Saban did it all the wrong way. And and other things, despicable. How many times did he say despicable, uh, Blake, in the press conference? So, we've got a uh, another rift in the conference. We thought Jimbo and Kiffin was good. No. Jimbo and Saban, that's a 32-ounce bone in ribeye from kessler prime good morning welcome in hour number three on espn 105.9 the zone the out of bounds show
0: hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing 18 plus.